The Anything Arty Show, every Thursday from 8 till 9 on Waiheke Radio, 88.3 and 107.4 FM. That's the Anything Arty Show, sponsored by the artist goldsmith, Studio Connections on Eroa. Call in to see Christine's latest designs or phone 372-7809 to discuss a commission. Yes, and welcome along to another Anything Artist show here on Waiheke Radio, 88.3 and 107.4 FM. Two main offerings tonight. One is another incubator uh, conversation. That's with the new artist in resident, a Chilean artist, Margarita Dagore. And also we'll be, I mentioned last week about I'm heading off to the Penguin Bloggers Book Club. So we'll be doing that tonight as well. So uh, let's rip right into it with a conversation I had earlier this week with the new artist in residence at the incubator, uh, Margarita Dagore. Margarita, thank you firstly um, for some time. I, I know you're still almost in setup mode here and uh, going frantic, so <laughs> so I appreciate you taking some time out. Tell me, how did you get to find out about the space, the incubator? Oh, uh, they, they found me. I think uh, I used to travel in my van and I was painting with chapel and everything and when I arrived to Waikiki uh, somebody called me and said do you want to sh- make an ex- exhibition and artwork and I said okay but I don't have anything uh, I don't have nothing to show and well here we are working over the exhibition <laughs> and it's quite funny <laughs> so you are creating everything from scratch from yeah. fresh, <laughs> just yeah, for here. Yeah. Wow. But it's a good energy also because it's really challenging for me. I spend a lot of time without painting and now it's like, okay, I got the pressure, I got the place and I got the materials. I need to do something. Wow. Because you're here for how long? Um, in, in, in this space here at Artworks? Uh, just one week. One week? Yeah. Okay. And, and you're three days in? A couple of days in? Yeah, yeah. Um, we start to step up on Monday. I supposed to finish today, and we will be open from Wednesday to Sunday morning. Oh, I got you. And there's something special happening on Friday that I need to talk to you about as well, isn't there? Yeah, no. Friday we are doing a sharing day painting from nine a.m. to until late. And everyone is invited to come to here, bring some materials, doesn't matter what kind of materials, and paint with us. Oh, like, we will oh. paint the floor, we will paint some other objects. Uh, and the thing <laughs> paint is, the floor. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, uh, be free for a while, you know, let, your, uh, let yourself go away and paint so instead every, every of, everyone. Instead of, uh, often with, with uh, like an artist in residence situation, it is where members of the public can come and watch the artist work. But this opportunity on Friday is actually to come and join in. Yeah, yeah, that is the thing. Because I, I, I was working in here all the three weeks. Everyone can come and see me. <laughs> I'm painting all the time. But it's also really interesting when you, you see the people release themselves, you know, yeah. and it, it's, it's, a free, it's a free game, and I think it's... It's good for all of us. That's beautiful. What a great idea. <laughs> so that's going to come up this Friday. And that's from 9 till... So that's Until tomorrow. Late. For those listening it's all the day. Right. So just all the day. Just, just the day. trot up. 
they need to bring some gear with them bring some uh, materials uh, yeah if they can would yeah. be awesome uh, we, we got some things with right. uh, charity paint you know chuckles and other kind of materials but it's also means that people bring doesn't matter what doesn't matter. kind they'll yeah, find yeah. something and for those interested in the floor the floor will be provided to make <laughs> <your work laughs> I love that idea that's just brilliant so tell me about some of your art because there's, the, there's a um, a, there's a number of different styles around me um, already that you, I presume you've created um, yeah. for here. Yeah, in that in, in that situation was uh, portraits, and I took some pictures and the other from my imagination. It's a mix of them oh. because I like the details, and for the details you need something to to take, you know, like the eyelashes, right. for that I, I used to work with pictures. That is an Indonesian girl, she was a real one, and was the first one. So was that in Indonesia, for that particular uh, No, 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 was, was an Indonesian girl, not yeah. in Indonesia. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> that was another, I think, she was from India, that girl. And the other ones, uh, I took it from pictures and... Because the guy, the, the, there's a, I, I, I often say this, in fact I always say this when I'm talking about art on the radio, is people just need to come and have a look, because it's very difficult <laughs> to describe on radio. You go, wow, that's fantastic. But the, uh, one of the drawings is of two characters, two, two guys sitting, um, oh, they look like they're sitting, but um, hats on, etc. But it's got a Cuban feel to it for some reason for me, you know, for, for rather reason they just look kind of, kind of Cuban-esque, I guess. Yeah, it could be, a, I think it's like a, a mix of Cuban and junkies settled down, you know, <laughs> when you're waiting for something and you're really tired. <laughs> you just kind of seem kind of relaxed and just mm. it's, a, it's beautiful drawings. Is that in charcoal that you've uh, got? And charcoal and, and other things. And I used to take a lot of things like a, a can, you know, and sometimes you want black and the charcoal is not black enough. <laughs> okay. you're, and yeah. you, you look for other things. Something else to use, right? Yeah. Got you. yeah. And, uh, and and the the uh, figures at, at the bottom of because we're looking at four drawings at the moment that are on the wall, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, I mean these are big sizes, so these are about three feet by three feet or something like that. Some of them, so I mean the, the big drawings. Um, the, uh, so from the bottom, they came from an illustration. Is that correct? You said that that, that bottom drawing that came from a picture. That's yeah. Uh, that, that, that one is uh, from a, a picture from, of another traveler, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And the picture is from the first guy and the, and the second two I tried to handle it, you know, because it's like, a, it's not the first plane. Uh, oh, I don't know how to say it in English. But well, <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm saying it's Spanish. <laughs> well, what's your... What's your um, Sorry, you're Chilean, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm Chilean. Right, so is that Spanish for Chilean? Yes, Spanish. Yeah. Say it in Spanish. Yeah, no, it's How would you capture it in Spanish? <laughs> what you wanted to say? No, it's the primer plano, but it's... That'll be fine. To understand. Ah, I'm we, pretty we, sure we have uh, plenty of Argentinians and Chilean in this we island. We have <laughs> mega. Yeah, there's a, whole, there's a whole world here, which is just phenomenal, so... That'll be brilliant. They'll, they'll love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they listen to Scottish each week. You know, they'll just love that. That's brilliant. 
Now, you have um, some other works here which are uh, female forms, and again, these are big, big pieces that you've created. Um, and, and these are again uh, drawn and painted, is that correct? So there's a mixture? Yeah, yeah. Um, when, when I draw, I just, it's the same process. Uh, I don't just to draw and then paint, I, I'm doing all, everything ah, at the same right. time. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, in this situation, it's a mixture of charcoal and oil and plaster, and this one is a lot of kind of paint and charcoal also and oil and plaster and wood and well they are all on recycled materials um, right yeah, yeah which is great i mean that's been you know, yeah been we, we have lovely to for that on the island you get a rent, <laughs> so supply of recyclable materials just next door <laughs> which is really cool um so when you work that's interesting because because as you're working and let's say you were using charcoal for a moment and then suddenly you might just go, you know what, I need to put some paint in here, or I need to, so you just grab whatever is there as you go, rather than working on one particular medium. That's, that's a really interesting way of working. Have you always worked that way with your art? Uh, yeah, because the thing is, uh, I, I don't work, uh, I, I don't have a technique, I, I didn't study, and, and for that, when, when I'm, I'm painting, I'm learning, as well, oh, at the same right, time, you right. know, I'm, I'm discovering a, a new a new technique, and then I enjoy my time. So it's like, oh, I could use this, and, and it works yeah. as you. And how is work? Oh, oh, this right. looks better, or, you know. Nice. And I, I'm playing, and that's making me fan and enjoy my work. So that keeps it interesting and fresh for you, I guess, does it? Yeah. Because you're not quite sure. Yeah, I I never sure. I never. I, I can't. The people laugh because I, I, I never do draft or okay. oh, things like yeah, that yeah. and I never know how it's going to be it's like what are you doing I don't know but <laughs> some, something is going to come up in a moment so does it do you see something a shape a form and, and, and does that trigger for you something to then begin to create draw or express or, or do, you, do you wake up and go do you know what I think I'll uh, draw a picture of or does something just happen as you go through your day? <laughs> I, I think uh, the art, all the kind of art, like uh, paint, poetry, cooking, you know, is on your mood. It's okay? Is yeah. It, yeah. It's uh, something too emotional. Right. You know, some days you wake up with a picture in your head and you need to take it out <laughs> because it's not going to make you crazy. Or some days you look a picture and you want to use... Uh, th that picture to yes. do something right. or sometimes you don't have any idea but you want to cover that white space yeah. and you want to fill it with something you know? ah right so you might just see like you say see a space and you just think I don't like that yeah. that way I want to put something in there <laughs> yeah I want to fill it and, and then you start with the, the first thing and then, and then you start to handle wow. the moment wow and then when you step back Something is, so something is there. <laughs> Sometimes it's really crazy. As to my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Did you used to scribble on the walls? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, for my mum. Taking the back finance and said, uh, why your closet is covered with painting? There's more stuff I get yeah. brilliant. So uh, how, what got you... That might be part of it, just looking at blank spaces, but what got you started into art? I mean, what... 
I don't know. It's like I I never was uh, how explained a, a girl with special skills in something. Yeah. I used to play piano when I was little uh, in my childhood, and and my parents were like, "Oh, she need to play piano, and she will do it." And I hate it. I hate it, and I start to play with the, the chuckles of the chimney and that kind of things in the school. But nobody do something I respect. It was just my family. Right. And yeah, after uh, in the school they give me a like um, recon a recon how you say a. Trophy or something. Like oh yeah, that. recognition like a prize and an yeah, award. Yeah, yeah. Tr- yeah, yeah. And I didn't expect it, you know, like uh, four years of art and blah blah. Oh, and the most right. creative woman is gonna say, but I, I was really lazy here. What <laughs> they are they giving me something here? And at the end, um, I start to work in another things. And one day, uh, a guy came to my apartment and knocked my door and say, "I want your paints. I remember you when you was." Uh, a teenager yeah. and you got a place for exhibition do it you know how amazing you say oh this is a miracle yeah and I start again wow but then I did the exhibition I finished was really awesome for me yeah. you know to yeah. do it but then I, I left the country and I never paint again until today it's Quite wow. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when did you come to Waikiki? Uh, like a one month and a half ago. Is that right? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I'm just arriving. Just arriving. <laughs> and you see things around you, I guess, that, that maybe triggers some some work as well, potentially at some point um, <laughs> from the island. Because uh, did you get um, inspired by other artists, by what you see other artists doing, or... Is that um, not a major influence for you? Uh, do you uh, now, let me ask you another way. Do you have an interest in what other artists are doing? Oh, yeah, for sure. In, in there, you can see Daniel. Daniel is an Argentinian friend yeah. Yeah, who is doing that kind of work. It's completely different to me, but I love it. I really love it. Wow. Uh, and I think they fill you with another energy, you know, it's like, and you get impressed. Oh, okay. You know, sometimes you get bored. Uh, boring up but uh, about yourself <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 and yeah, I love it, and I think in Waikiki to be a little island uh, have a lot of that, you know, you have a, a lot of kind of artists in, in different ways yes and and it seems there is you write quite a variety of uh, styles that people work in and interests yeah. that they have, whether it's through sculpture or or painting, whether that's through um, material form, fabrics. Um, with Rose just up the road or, or upcycle the guys in there doing yeah, fabric yeah, work in yeah. there or just a whole lot of recycle work so that, that you're right there's, uh, there's a lot of different styles and, and interests that people have so I guess it, it can help suddenly you look at yeah, yours and you look at others and you go wow you know what there's, there's, there's an advancement or a change or an, an evolution that can take place I, I think it's really motivated uh, motivational or something like that uh, I really like to uh, share it and do it, but I also I think uh, we need to share it with the tourists, we need to share it like with the start, you know, like yeah. 
Uh, I really like the environmental motive to work on it, uh, work with the people, share the culture, you know. But one thing is do this and show them my pictures, and another thing is paint with them. Right. In my space, yeah. in Waikiki, yeah. what is your space? Because it's not my country, right? And I think for me, is, that is a, a way to uh, share that kind of moment and also give an open door to a, a new people. Yeah, you know, because when I arrive here, I want to do so too, too many things. You know, as cultural, <laughs> recycled material, environmental <laughs> campaigns. And, because you got the people, you got the environmental uh, a place and and some and all the thing. I think it's a it's a good moment to everyone uh, if they want to show the people that them works. Yeah, and and are you quite comfortable working while people are watching you? And in a space like this, so public, you know, coming in and watching you work for you. Truly, this was the first time, <laughs> and, and was really uncomfortable. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to paint alone, right. and I, I need my music, my space, and it's like my free moment. Gotcha. But here it's impossible, right. and and well, uh, the first day I spent four four hours watching my <laughs> my whiteboard. Is it? I couldn't do it again. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, but then I, I did it. I, I don't know how, and now I'm feeling comfortable because um, you see them smile, you right. know, asking yeah. you things, and yeah. you try to enjoy it with them, and it's quite nice. Do people give you advice? Do they say, oh, I think you should paint that a bit longer? Yeah, 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 sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, give me that look. I'll show you. You should do this. Yeah, no, and always the the, the, the comments are like, I think you may need to put a necklace in there. Oh, example, but but in my opinion, I'm not an artist. <laughs> you know? Always followed by as soon as somebody says, "But I'm not an artist," you know they're yeah, trying yeah. to tell you what to do. Some people came to hear me paint and they ask if they can do it and I give them, you know, like nice. canvas yeah. and paint and yeah. they start to do it and, and for me that is, that is my price. Isn't that <laughs> yeah. yeah, well that's gorgeous to share what you're, you know, amazingly talented at. I mean, the, the, the work that you have here is stunning and to think that you've just created these over the past few days for this is just, <laughs> I mean, I'm, Oh, that's I this one I, I did it. I did it in Gisborne. Right. Uh, yeah. This one I did it in, in the last few days. Last few days. It's amazing. It's just so amazing. It's just yeah. fantastic. So, and these pieces are for sale as well. Is yeah. that correct? So you, yeah. You, you, right. Uh, I'm selling, um, but it's a silent op auction. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, we are having a box, and you can come. Put uh, how much you think yeah. they value, yeah. and your phone number, and on Saturday in the morning or afternoon, that I will call the people who is interested. Nice. So if, in, if people are interested coming past the incubator and artworks, so they can come in, have a look, put a silent bid up, and then they'll know at the weekend if they've been successful or not. Yeah. And if they are, then they are really, really interested. Then we can talk. <laughs> Let's talk cash on the so, table. Yeah. The thing is. <laughs> I can carry on with this big spaded uh, in my van. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's too much. 
So what happens after Sunday for you uh, in terms of for your art and your work? Where, where do you, where will you find to work? Uh, truly, I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't think about it yet. Right. <laughs> like, uh, See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, can you stop and start with your artwork? I guess maybe by necessity is, is a so are you a full time artist? Is, is this uh, I'm working in a number of things. Right. Uh, I used to do a lot of things per day. You know, I'm painting faces of the kids too, where I have to do oh, time. Okay. You know? I'm, I'm trying yeah. to improve my time and, yeah. and explore different things. Uh, but yeah, when, when I'm in the middle, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Of, is under pressure or <laughs> is under pressure under seems to work well for you yeah yeah, yeah. Seems to be really good. yeah yeah I'm a crisis artist <laughs> <laughs> so rather than artist in crisis a crisis artist I think that's really lovely a crisis artist I wonder if that's a new genre of art crisis artist um, so what about um, Chile for you will you go will you go back there at, at some point or Oh, not really. I love my country, I love my family, but yeah. I just been living away like the last five years and you get used to it. Yeah. You're from Scotland, you know yeah. how is it, yeah. you know. After a while you just need one month with them, you love them, you hate them at the same time and because you, you, need move on. <laughs> and you need to move on again. Yeah. And, and I, I really like to travel Maybe I will find some country to make me settle down, right. but not yet. Not yet. Not Beautiful. Yet. <laughs> and would, do you, would you still have a chance to exhibit back home, you know, the opportunity you have? I, if, if I want to come back to Chile and make yeah. this, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and now it's, it's perfect for me because the people love when you're... has been traveling around and then you come back. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. Obviously... Uh, you can see in there that is my one too. You you got different wow. seasons. Wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah it's completely yeah. different to yes. this work. And that was three months ago in my mind. Different times. Um, yeah. And you can you can see it. And my last exhibition there was four years ago or five. Wow! For that, if I came back, I think I will do it. It would be a lovely comparison, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, not not sorry, compare. I think it's the wrong way. But just to see the the, the evolution. change, the yeah. evolution. Change. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, 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 of where you've come to now, it would yeah. be quite amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would be awesome to, to show to my people what I'm doing now, but I don't know, I don't know, we will see. <laughs> In the meantime, though, Margarita, people can come and see you uh, up until Sunday. Yeah. And there's a silent auction running on the pieces that are here, and mm -hmm. there'll probably be some more, I guess, by the time yeah. we <laughs> and, uh, and Friday, of course, uh, which will be tomorrow for those listening to the, the uh, Thursday show. Um, there's the opportunity to come and actually join you and to create some art and paint enjoy. the floor paint the wall paint, <laughs> paint, paint whatever free space is there <laughs> and just, ha uh, just have some fun and, and yeah. really let themselves go and, and, and experience some art in progress yeah. so that's down here at the incubator in Artworks Margarita thank you so much um, and for your time I really appreciate it it's <laughs> been a joy and uh, enjoy your time here at the incubator it'll be fantastic thank you I'm enjoying it I hope to see you Friday Waiheke Radio, your local radio station. Variations on a theme with Mark Smith, where your intrepid DJ takes you down some of the lesser-known backwaters of the classical music repertoire. Join me on Sundays at 11 o'clock on Waiheke Radio.
The Anything Arty Show every Thursday from 8 till 9 on Waiheke Radio, 88.3 and 107.4 FM. That's the Anything Arty Show, sponsored by the Artist Goldsmith Studio Connections on Eroa. Call in to see Christine's latest designs or phone 372-7809 to discuss a commission. Yes, and thanks to Christine and David, the artist Goldsmith, for sponsoring the show. Uh, whenever you're down Ocean View Roadway, just pop in at the Studio Connections. You'll see some uh, exquisite pieces of work of Christine's in the cabinet on display there. And you can always have a chat with them about a commission piece uh, and get up and have a look at Christine's studio. Now, um, the 21st is a uh, big day. Uh, as In fact, the weekend of the 21st and the 22nd of January is a big weekend. Um, three things happening, and this is one of them. Saturday, January the 21st, Kiwi Reggae Masters The House of Shem play at the Bay Bar and Grill, Matiatia. Fronted by legendary Carl Perkins of Herbs, The House of Shem bring you an evening of reggae, dub, and R&B. Tickets are $25 with pre-sales available from the venue and eventfinder.co.nz. Also, listen to Waiheke Radio for ticket and CD giveaways. That's the House of Shem from 7pm January 21st at the Bay. Yes, and uh, that is happening at the Bay 21st. We've got five double passes to give away for that gig, and we've also got five of the new House of Shem CDs. So, uh, here's the... Uh, if you want to get a double pass... We need to, it's a names on the door, so you don't actually pick up a physical ticket, but we get your names put on the door for you. So um, at this stage, it may change, but right now the competition is this. Uh, the first five people that put a House of Shem post up on our Facebook site, that's the Waiheke Radio uh, Facebook site, first five people who put a House of Shem post up there uh, get the double passes. Now, you don't put the post up till Friday the 20th, all right? So it's the first five people who put the post up on Friday the 20th uh, will get the double passes. So keep listening out on air for that reminders and also keep checking out the Facebook page and information at www.waihikiradio.org.nz. Um, now, the, those tic- I mean, the tickets are 25 bucks uh, per person, so that's $50 worth. There's five double passes up for grabs. So keep an ear out for a reminder about how you can pick up one of those. Now the CDs, uh, this is something that's happening uh, with the a big, a big day on the 22nd for us at the radio station. It's uh, uh, the first of our uh, big fundraising events of the year. We have a couple um, during the year, as most of you know, uh, our funding comes from grants and sponsorships from a number of uh, great businesses on the island and of course a number of uh, listeners who uh, contribute as being members and if you fancy becoming a member of the station you can check out information at www.waihikiradio.org.nz but on the 22nd of January we've got our uh, second annual CD record and movie sale happening as part of the sustainability fair And what we're going to be doing, uh, again, at this stage, it may change, but right now this is how it's going to work. Uh, The first five people that uh, buy one of our supreme sausages at our famous sausage sizzle on the 22nd, first five people that buy a sausage at our sausage sizzle on the CD and book fair on the 22nd of January will get, along with a superb sausage, 
will get a free copy of the latest House of Shem CD. So there you go. You buy a sausage, you get a free CD. First five people um, at our Sausage Sizzle on January the 22nd, which we'll be having at our record a DVD record and a movie sale as part of the Sustainability Festival up here at Artworks. Artworks? <laughs> Artworks. Um, so again, for reminders about that and times, uh, keep checking out the website, www.wahikiradio.org.nz and keep listening to Waiheke Radio as well because we'll continue to mention um, how you can win the double passes uh, for House of Shem, which is the gig at the Bay on the 21st of January and the five new House of Shem CDs up for grabs on Sunday at our second annual record DVD and movie sale. Now, oh yes, there was something else. Uh, I, I mentioned I said three things over the weekend, wasn't there? We've got House of Shem playing down at the Bay on the 21st. 22nd, we've got um, the record CD and movie sale along with the uh, giveaways of the House of Shem CDs, our famous sausage sizzle. And on the 21st, rumour has it, and uh, stay listening for this as well and keep checking out the website at www.waikiradio.org.nz but rumour has it that the breakfast show is back yes, you heard it here first folks the breakfast show is back on Saturday the 21st of January yes, yes, I know, settle down, settle down you're listening to the Anything Artist Show here on Waikiki Radio 88.3 and 107.4 FM. And it's time to have a quick look at what's happening at the movies. Waikiki Island Community Cinema presents This Week at the Movies. Well, we've got, uh, we've got one, we've got some movies that have got on the final run and we've got some new movies, three new movies in fact coming in. So let's have a look at what's happening. We'll uh, look at the new movies. Um, and the first of the new ones is Anton Chekhov's The Duel. This is new to the island for us. Um, it's from Chekhov's novella that he did called The Duel. Um, and the tale... Uh, now this is this is off the uh, Rotten Tomatoes website, rottentomatoes.com. Um, and their rating is 83% on the... T- on the tomato... T- on the tomato meter. Um, uh, what's it saying about it? The young ne'er-do-well aristocrat versus the arrogant man of science. The attraction of a manipulative narcissistic mistress versus the life of the mind and of the principled action. Gambling, alcohol and flirtatious consummated in an impossibly beautiful countryside hold obvious attractions. So there you go. Basically it's about a duel. Two guys fighting out over a woman. Um, that's uh, Anton Chekhov's The Duel. That's starting this week at... Waiheke Cinema up here at Artworks. Um, the other one that we've got that's a new one is Arthur Christmas. Uh, the, these the new ones are all about as different as you can get from each other. Um, Arthur Christmas. So that's that's first one was uh, from uh, masterful writer Chekhov. The second new one is uh, animated comedy Arthur Christmas. This looks a cracker. <laughs> boom boom there's a pun for you Christmas Gregor um, now the cast is phenomenal it's got uh, I can't stop because it's just such a big cast James McAvoy Hugh Laurie Bill Nye Jim Broadbent Imelda Staunton Ashley Jensen Mark Wooten Laura Linney Eva Longoria Ramona Marquez Michael Palin Sanjeev Bashkar, Robbie Coltrane, Joan Cusack Reese Darby what a, what a cast it'll be worth it just to hear the voices um, so the storyline goes uh, 
Arthur Christmas reveals the incredible, never-before-seen answer to every child's question. So how does Santa deliver all those presents in one night? The answer, Santa's exhilarating, ultra-high-tech operation hidden beneath the North Pole. But at the centre of the film is a story about a family in a state of comic dysfunction and an unlikely hero. There you go. So that's uh, Arthur Christmas. That's the second of the uh, new movies showing up here at the Waiheke Island Community Cinema at Artworks. And the third one, and this is completely different again, uh, this sounds a really, really intriguing movie. It's the true story, it's called The First Grader, and it's the true story of an 84-year-old Kenyan villager, an ex-Maumau freedom fighter who fights for his right to go to school for the first time to get the education he could never afford. That sounds like a really, really interesting movie called The First Grader, and that's the third of our new releases uh, up at uh, Waiheke Cinema. So let's just run through the schedule. Uh, Friday the 13th, we've got Arthur Christmas, Red Dog, First Grader, and Melancholia. Uh, you can check all these times out at the uh, cinema website, which is wicc.co.nz. Uh, you can always give them a call on 4240. Uh, or just check out the local papers, the Golf News and Marketplace, it'll have the listings in there. Um, so that was Friday, Saturday, we've got Arthur Christmas, Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 1, that's the final. And uh, Anton Chekhov's The Jewel on Saturday, Sunday, Happy Feet 2, Red Dog, Midnight in Paris, and the final of Submarine. Monday the 16th, we've got Arthur Christmas, Happy Feet 2, When a City Falls, that's the final, that's the Christchurch documentary. And Contagion, that's the final of that one on Monday. Tuesday 17th, Red Dog, Happy Feet 2, Anton Chekhov's The Jewel. Uh, 8pm on Tuesday is Waiheke Resource Trust Sustainability Festival presenting Anima Monday. And on Wednesday the 18th we've got Happy Feet 2, Arthur Christmas, The Final of Pina and First Gradar. So there we go, that's what's happening at the cinema this week, uh, the week coming up. So check it out in the weekend, Waiheke Weekender, Golf News or Marketplace, um, or the cinema website, wicc.co.nz. Now, you're listening to the Anything Arty Show here on Waiheke Radio 88.3 and 107.4 FM. Thanks again to Christine and David, the artist Goldsmith, for sponsoring the show. Check them out at Studio Connections in Oniroa. Now, I had mentioned at, at least once last week and at least uh, once this week that um, we were going to go to the Penguin Bloggers Book Club, uh, but I'm not. <laughs> Again, <laughs> uh, we're going to do something different, um, just because we can, really. We're going to hear from American uh, BM. Uh, it's, it's an American designer, Chris Bangle. Chris is a one of the chief designers with BMW. And uh, this was a talk he gave about his experience on a project called Deep Blue, which was looking at, and he'll explain more about it, but it was looking at the creation of the SUV of the future. And, of course, um, SUVs, people movers, four-wheel drives, the uh, very topical conversation on this wonderful island of ours. And um, Chris's whole approach is talking about great cars are art forms, um, so we've covered a number of uh, different things being art forms over the months on the show. And uh, so now we're going into the realm of motor vehicles um, to hear a talk, a presentation given by Chris Bangle. What I want to talk about is, uh, as background, is the idea that cars are art. Um, this is actually quite meaningful to, uh, to me 
because uh, car designers tend to be a little bit low on the totem pole. We don't do coffee table books with just one lamp inside of it. And uh, cars are thought so much as a product that uh, it's a little bit difficult to get into the aesthetic side uh, under the same sort of terminology that one would discuss art. And so cars as art brings it into an emotional plane, if you accept that, that you have to deal with on the same level you would with art with a capital A. Now, at this point, you're going to see a picture of Michelangelo. Okay. This is completely different than automobiles. Automobiles are self-moving things, right? Elevators are automobiles. And they're not very emotional. They solve a purpose. And certainly automobiles have been around for 100 years and have made our lives functionally a lot better in many ways. They've also been a real pain in the ass because automobiles are really the thing we have to solve. We have to solve their pollution. We have to solve their congestion. But that's not what interests me in this speech. What interests me in this speech is cars. Automobiles may be what you use, but cars are what we are in many ways. And uh, as long as we can solve the problems of automobiles, and I believe we can with fuel cells or hydrogen like BMW is really hip on, and lots of other things, then I think we can look past that and try and understand why it is this hook is in many of us of this cariness and what that means, what we can learn from it. And that's what I want to get to. Uh, cars are not a suit of clothes. Cars are an avatar. Cars are an expansion of yourself. They take your thoughts, your ideas, your emotions, and they multiply it. Your anger, whatever. It's an avatar. It's a super wall, though, that you happen to be inside of. And if you feel sexy, the car is sexy. And if you're full of road rage, you got a Chevy like a rock, right? Cars are a sculpture. Now, did you know this? That every car you see out there is sculpted by hand? Many people think, well, it's computers and it's done by machines and stuff like that. Well, they reproduce it, but the originals are all done by hand. It's done by, by men and women uh, who believe a lot in their craft. And they put that same kind of tension into the sculpting of a car that you do in a great sculpture that you would go and look at in a museum. That tension between the need to express, the need to discover, the need to put something new into it, and at the same time, you have bounds of craftsmanship. Rules that say, this is how you handle surfaces. This is what control is all about. This is how you show you're a master of your craft. And that tension, that discovery, that push for something new, and at the same time, that sense of obligation to the regards of craftsmanship, that's as strong in cars as it is in anything. We work in clay, which hasn't changed much since Michelangelo started screwing around with it. And uh, there's a very interesting analogy to that, too, real quickly. Um, Michelangelo once said he's there to discover the figure within. Okay. Here we go. There we go. The automobile. That was 100 years right there. Did you catch that? Between that one there and that one there. Changed a lot, didn't they? Okay. It's not marketing. It's a very interesting car concept here. But the marketing part is not what I want to talk about here. I want to talk about this. Why it means you have to wash a car. What is it? That sensuality you have to touch about it. Okay? That's the sculpture that goes into it. The sensuality. And it's done by men and women working just like this. Making cars. Nice little quote about sculpture from Henry Moore. I believe that that pressure within that Moore is talking about, at least when it comes to cars, comes right back to this idea of the meme. It's that will to live, that need to survive, to express itself that comes in a car and takes over people like me, and we tell other people, do this, do this, do this, until this thing comes alive. We are completely infected. And beauty can be the result of this infectiousness. It's quite wonderful. This sculpture is, of course, at the heart of all of it, and it really what puts the craftsmanship into our cars. And it's not a whole lot different, really, when they're working like this than when somebody works like this. Okay? It's that same kind of commitment, that same kind of beauty. Now, now I get to the point. I want to talk about cars as art. Art 
in the platonic sense is truth, it's beauty, and love. Now this is really where designers in car business diverge from the engineers. We don't really have a problem talking about love. We don't have a th problem talking about truth or beauty in that sense. That's what we're searching for. When we're working our craft, we are really trying to find that truth out there. We're not trying to find vanity and beauty. We're trying to find the beauty and the truth. However, engineers tend to look at things a little bit more <clears throat> uh, Newtonian instead of this quantum approach. We're dealing with irrationalisms and we're dealing with paradoxes that we admit exist. And the engineers tend to look at things a little bit more like 2 and 2 is 4. And if you get 4.0, it's better. And 4.000 is even better. And that sometimes leads to a bit of a divergence in why we're doing what we're doing. We've pretty much accepted the fact, though, that we are the women in the organization at BMW. BMW is a very manly type business. Men, 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 it's engineers, right? And we're kind of the female side to that. So, okay, that's cool. You often be manly. We're going to be a little bit more female. Because what we're interested in is finding form that's more than just a function. We're interested in finding beauty that's more than just an aesthetic. It's really a truth. And I think this idea of soul as being the heart of great cars is very applicable. You all know it. You know a car when you've seen it with soul. You know how strong this is. Well, this experience of love and the experience of design, to me, are interchangeable. And now I'm coming to my story. I discovered something about love and design uh, through a project called Deep Blue. And first of all, you have to go with me for a second and say, you know, you could take the word love out of a lot of things in our society, put the word design in it, and it still works. Like this quote here, you know, <laughs> kind of works, you know. You can understand that. It works in truisms, all's fair in design and war, right? <laughs> Certainly we live in a competitive society. I think this one here, this is a pop song that really describes Philip Stark for me, you know. This is like, like puppy love, you know. <laughs> this is cool, right? Wow, you know, toothbrush, cool, right? It, it really only gets serious when you look at something like this, okay? <laughs> this is one substitution that I believe all of us in design management are guilty of. And this idea that there is more to love, more to design, when it gets down to your neighbor, your other, it can be physical like this, and maybe in the future it will be. But right now, it's in dealing with our own people, our own teams who are doing the creating. So, to my story. Um, the idea of uh, people work is what we work with here. And I have to make a bond with my designers when we're creating BMWs. We have to have a shared intimacy, a shared vision. That means we have to work as one family. We have to understand ourselves that way. There's good times, there's interesting times, and there's some stress times too. You want to do cars? You've got to go outside. You've got to do cars in the rain, you've got to do cars in the snow. That's, by the way, is a presentation we made to our board of directors. We haul their butts out in the snow too. You want to know cars outside? Well, you've got to stand outside to do this. And because these are artists, they have very artistic temperaments. All right? Now, one thing about art is, art is discovery, and art is discovering yourself through your art. All right? And one thing about cars is, we're all a little bit like Pygmalion. We are completely in love with our own creations. This is one of my favorite paintings. Uh, it really describes our relationship with cars. This is sick beyond belief. But <laughs> because of this, the intimacy with which we work together as a team takes on a new dimension, a new meaning. We have a shared center. We have a shared focus. That car stays at the middle of all our relationships. And it's my job in the competitive process to narrow this down. I uh, heard today about, about uh, Joseph's death genes that have to go in and kill cell reproduction. You know, that's what I have to do sometimes. 
We start out with 10 cars, we narrow it down to five cars, down to three cars, down to two cars, down to one car, and I'm in the middle of that killing, basically, someone's love, someone's baby. This is very difficult, and you have to have a bond with your team that permits you to do this, because their life is wrapped up in that too. They've got that gene infected in them as well, and they want that to live more than anything else. Well, this Project Deep Blue put me in contact with my team in a way that I never expected, and I want to pass it on to you because I want you to reflect on this perhaps in your own relationships. We wanted to do a car which was an incomplete leap of faith for BMW. We wanted to do a team which was so removed from the way we'd done it that I only had a phone number that connected me to them. And so what we did was, uh, instead of having a staff of artists that are just your wrist, we decided to free up a team of creative designers and engineers to find out what's the successor to the SUV phenomenon in America. This is 1996 we did this project. And so we sent them off with this team name, Deep Blue. Now many people know Deep Blue from IBM. We actually stole it from them because we figured if anybody read our faxes they think we're talking about computers. Um, it turned out it was quite clever because Deep Blue in, in a company like BMW has a hook. Deep Blue, wow, cool name. So people get wrapped up in it. And we took a team of designers and we sent them off to America and we gave them a budget uh, what we thought was a set of deliverables, a timetable, and nothing else. Like I said, I just had a phone number that connected me to them. And a group of engineers worked in Germany. And the idea was they would work separately on this problem of what's the successor to the SUV. They would come together, compare notes, then they would work apart, come together, and they would produce together a monumental set of diverse opinions that didn't pollute each other's ideas, but at the same time came together and resolved the problems. Hopefully, really understand the customer at its heart, where the customer is, live with them in America. So, sent the team off, and actually something different happened. They went other places. <laughs> they, they disappeared, quite honestly. And all I got was postcards. Now, I got some postcards of these guys in Las Vegas, and I got some postcards of these guys in the Grand Canyon, and I got these postcards of Niagara Falls, and pretty soon they're in New York, and I don't know where else. And I'm telling myself, this is going to be a great car. They're doing research that I've never even thought about before. Right? And they decided that instead of like having a studio and, and six or seven apartments, it was cheaper to rent uh, Elizabeth Taylor's ex-house in Malibu. And at least they told me it was her house. I guess it was at one time or something. She had a party there or something. But anyway, um, this was the house, and they all lived there. Now, this is 24-7 uh, living. Half a dozen people who'd left their, some, some have left their wives behind and families behind. And they, they literally lived in this house for the uh, entire six months the project was in America, but the first three months were the most intensive. And uh, in front of one of the young women in the project, she was a fantastic lady, um, she actually built her room in the bathroom. The bathroom was so big, she built the bed over the bathtub. It's quite fascinating. Um, on the other hand, I didn't know anything about this. Okay? <laughs> Nothing. This is all going on, and all I'm getting is postcards of these guys in Las Vegas or whatever saying, don't worry, Chris, this is really going to be good. Okay, <clears throat> so my concept of what a design studio was probably, I wasn't up to speed on where these guys were. Um, however, the engineers back in, in Munich had taken on the 
this kind of Newtonian solution, and they were, you know, trying to find how many cup holders can dance on the head of a pin, and you know, these really serious questions that that are confronting the modern consumer. And one was hoping that these two teams would get together, and this collusion of incredible creativity under these incredible surroundings, and these incredibly stressed-out engineers would create some incredible solutions. Well, what I didn't know was. And what we found out was, these guys, they can't even like talk to each other under those conditions. You get a divergence of Newtonian quantum thinking at that point. You have a split in your dialogue that is so deep and is so far that they cannot bring this together at all. And so we had our first meeting after three months in Tiburon, which is just up the road from here. You might know Tiburon. And uh, the idea was, after the first three months of this independent research, they would present it all to uh, Dr. Gershel, who is now my boss. At that time, he was my co-mentor on the project. And they would present their results. We would see where we were going. We would see the first indication of what could be the successive phenomenon to the SUV in America. And so I had these ideas in my head that this is going to be great. I mean, I'm going to see so much work. It's so intense. I know probably Las Vegas meant a lot about it, but, and I'm not really sure where the Grand Canyon came in either, but... Somehow, all this is going to come together, and I'm going to see some really great product. So we went to Tiburon after three months, and uh, the team had gotten together the week before, uh, many days ahead of time. The uh, engineers flew over, and the designers got together with them, and uh, they put their presentation together. Well, um, it turns out that uh, the engineers hadn't done anything, and they hadn't done anything because kind of like in car business, engineers are there to solve problems. And we were asking them to create a problem. And the engineers were waiting for the designers to say, this is the problem that we've created, now help us solve it. And they couldn't talk about it. So what happened was, the engineers showed up with nothing. And the engineers told the designers, if you go in with all your stuff, we'll walk out. We'll walk right out of the project. So I didn't know any of this, and we got a presentation that had an agenda look like this. Uh, there was a whole lot of dialogue. We spent four hours being told all about vocabulary that needs to be built between engineers and designers. And uh, here I'm expecting at any moment, okay, they're going to turn the page, and I'm going to see the cars, I'm going to see the sketches, I'm going to see maybe some idea of where it's going. Dialogue kept on going with uh, mental maps of words. And pretty soon it was becoming obvious that instead of being dazzled with brilliance, I was seriously being baffled with bullshit. <laughs> and if you can imagine what this is like to have these months of postcard indication of how great this team is working and they're out there spending all this money and they're learning and they're doing all this stuff. I went, I went fucking ballistic, right? I went nuts. You can probably remember Tiburon used to look like this. After four hours of this, I stood up and I took this team apart. I screamed at them. I yelled at them. What the hell are you doing? You're letting me down. You're my designers. You're supposed to be the creative ones. What the hell is going on around here? It was a, probably one of my better tirades. I have some good ones, but this was probably one of my better ones. And I went into these people. How could they take BMW's money? How could they have a holiday for three months and produce nothing, nothing? thing, because of course they didn't tell us that they had uh, three station wagons full of drawings, model concepts, the pictures, everything I wanted. 
they'd locked up in the cars because they'd shown solidarity with the engineers and they decided not to show me anything in order to give the chance for problem solving a chance to start because they hadn't realized, of course, that they couldn't do problem creating. So we went to lunch and... Uh, <clears throat> And I got to tell you, this was one seriously quiet lunch. The engineers all sat on one end of the table. Designers and I sat at the other end of the table. Really quiet. And I was just fucking furious. Furious. Okay? Probably because they had all the fun and I didn't, you know? That's what you have furious about, right? And somebody asked me about Catherine, my wife. You know, did she fly out with me or something? I said no. And it triggered a set of thoughts about my wife. And I recalled that when Catherine and I were married, the priest gave a very nice uh, sermon, and he said something very important. He said, love is not selfish. He said, love does not mean counting how many times I say I love you. It doesn't mean uh, uh, you had sex this many times this month, and it's two times less than last month, so that means you don't love me as much. Love is not selfish. And I thought about this, and I thought, you know, I'm not showing love here. I'm seriously not showing love. I'm in the air. I'm in the air without trust. This cannot be. This cannot be that I'm expecting a certain number of sketches. And to me, that's my quantification method for qualifying a team. This cannot be. So I told him this story. I said, guys, I'm thinking about something here. This isn't right. I can't have a relationship with you guys based on a premise that is a quantifiable one, based on a dictate premise that says, I'm a boss, you do what I say, without trust. I said, this can't be. And we talked about the tale, actually we all broke down into tears, to be quite honest about it, because they still could not tell me how much frustration they had built up inside of them, not being able to show me what I wanted, and merely having to ask me to trust them that it would come. And uh, I think we felt much closer that day. We cut a lot of strings that didn't need to be there, and we forged the concept for what real team and creativity is all about. We put the car back at the center of our, of our thoughts, and we put love, I think, truly back into the center of the process. By the way, that team went on to create six different concepts for the next model of what would be the uh, proposal for the next generation after SUVs in America. One of those um, was the idea of a crossover coupes. You see it downstairs. The X-Coupe, um, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, it was the rendition of our motorcycle, the GS, as, uh, as like Carl Magnuson says, brutiful, as the idea of what could be a motorcycle um, if you had two more wheels. And so, in conclusion, my, my lesson that I wanted to pass on to you was this one here. I also kind of steal a little quote out of Little Prince. There's a lot to be said about trust and love if you know that those two words are synonymous for design. I had a very, very meaningful relationship with my team that day, and it's stayed that way ever since. And I hope that, that you too find that there's more to design and, and uh, more towards the art of the design than doing it yourself. It's, it's truly the trust and the love that makes it worthwhile. Thanks so much. There we go. That's the end of another Anything Arty show here on Waiheke Radio 88.3 and 107.4 FM. 
You can hear the show again on uh, Sunday afternoon at one o'clock or uh, the play again function at www.yhikiradio.org.nz. Have a look for the show page and the podcasts will be up within the next couple of days. So remember, 21st at the Bay, we have the House of Shem. We have, of course, our giveaways. So keep listening to Waiheke Radio and check out Facebook for details on how you can pick up a double pass worth $50 uh, or a um, the new uh, free copy of the new House of Shem CD. And also remember on the 21st, if the rumours are to be believed, then the Saturday Breakfast Show is back. So again, stay tuned and check out Facebook and check out the website for details of when they will be taking to the air again. So I'm going to leave you with a piece of music. I played it last week, but I'm going to play it again this week because I really like it. <laughs> so until next week, bye now. It's a new year